Why are we so afraid to just be ourselves? What if we stopped faking it? Would we still make it? What if we no longer had to pretend to be the people we are on social media? Would it all come crashing down? Or would we become the best versions of ourselves? It's time to talk about the things we avoid all of the time. This is not crazy because we're not. All right. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for all the comments and all the story shares. Um, I'm pretty sure I answered everyone, but we appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of feedback the past like week. And to be honest, when Miranda and I posted this, we did not think, we thought maybe like our family members would listen. We <laughs> think like, I don't know, like. Four plays. What'd you say, Miranda? I thought we would get like four plays. Like I honestly wasn't, I wasn't even like gonna pay attention to the plays. I wasn't even gonna ask you. And then I think she just texted me and was like, oh, we have 50 plays. And I was like, oh, wow. And then she was like, we have 215 plays. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like we're so happy about it. Yeah. And I mean, don't feel obligated to like love our podcast or even really like it. I mean, it was naturally created for me and Miranda to kind of develop our own self-care strategies. So if you do have any negative feedback, we totally appreciate it. Um, You know, we just want to hear honesty. And I kind of think that goes back to the mission of our podcast, really being honest with ourselves. You know? Yeah. All right, so we wanted to comment on, you know, our intro for today, because I think it's the first time we'll be using it. Um, It took me four hours to create simply because I'm not tech savvy. Miranda is not either. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was like, Miranda, send me a video of you saying this. Send me a video of you saying that. It was very awkward and really messy, (laughs) (laughs) but but we got it there. I yeah. hate how the iPhone like flips your face when you're taking a video or a picture. Like it's like super awkward. So um, I was at work just recording myself talking and people probably thought I was crazy, but it's all right. It's fitting. It's all right, yeah, we're rolling with it. <laughs> so um, it's a little weird, but we want to definitely comment on the content of the intro, right? So in the comment of the, the comments in the intro basically say like, you know, why are we pretending? Why, what if we didn't have to really be who we were on social media, right? I think that's the mission of our podcast. Yeah, and you're not alone. Yeah, it's all about kind of being who we are and getting really into the gut of what makes us human. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about insecurities. And Alondra and I really believe that being insecure is the gut of being a human being. We can probably argue 
that no human being is without insecurities. And I'm going to say that I'm 100% sure of that. There's no science there, but there's science in my head, all right? Yeah, no, I agree. So once I had a professor, this past semester, actually, she's amazing. She is, um, she's basically an astrological um, therapist, really cool. She once said to me, you can say to any client these three statements and you will elicit some type of emotion. The three statements are, you are loved, you are enough, and you are worth more than you know. Because those three statements can be rooted down to pretty much any human insecurity. Ask yourself, whenever you're feeling insecure, are, are you feeling unloved? Are you feeling that you're not worth it? Or are you feeling that you really aren't enough, that someone else is better? Wow, yeah. You can't wait to be a therapist, can you? Can't wait. <laughs> you're going <gonna> to <laughs> so, be, be good. No, that's, that's great, though. No, yeah, like that changed my life. She yeah. said, you can look anyone in the eye. You don't have to be a therapist to do this. Do this to your best friend. Do it to anyone at home. Literally look them in the eye. If you feel like someone's having a bad day, look at them, really see them. And say those three things. You are loved, you are enough, and you are worth more than you think you are. I think the whole you are enough is something that a lot of people struggle with. Um, I know it's something that I struggle with, whether it be um, relationships, friendships, in the workplace. Um, when I'm striving to be the best person I can be, day in and day out and certain situations don't go the way that I planned or not the way that I envisioned them in my head. Um, I always bring it back to myself and I'm like, well, could I have done something different? Am I not enough? What, what should I be doing differently? Um, and I'm kind of constantly reminding myself like, you know, this is life and not everything is going to work out perfectly in the way that you wanted it to. Um, and that always doesn't necessarily mean that you aren't enough for that situation or you aren't enough for that person, but it's just kind of like, you know, that's, that's just what it is. But I think yeah. a lot of people have, I think a lot of people struggle with that. And I think it, it's even took me a long time to even admit it to myself that I was feeling like I wasn't enough. And I think once I admitted it to myself, it was easier to kind of not even overcome it because some insecurities, you know, they, you know, they're not going to change overnight, but to kind of take control of it and to be more aware of it. Yeah. Awareness is key, right? I have so many experiences to where I have had such a reaction to things. And one that I want to talk about a lot today is the fact that a lack of self-love. So that's an insecurity right there. Probably one of the ones I've struggled with the most. And I know a lot of you might be able to relate to this, but it's like feeling like someone else's self-love, like their love for themselves puts you down. And you know, that's not always intentional. Probably 99% of the time, people who love themselves a lot and are really confident aren't trying to make you feel bad. But if you notice that you're having a reaction to someone else's self-love, that might be a sign that you don't really, and I'm just gonna be a straight shooter here, you don't love yourself as much as you might want to think you do and I'll be the first to say that was that's been me for a long time and that's still an insecurity that I struggle with is that 
we think we need to be perfect, like Miranda said. We think things need to go a certain way and that, um, you know, that we just must do this, should do this, could have done that. And it all comes down to really not having your own back, right? Yeah, but don't you think that once you kind of got a hold of that and realized it, do you think it was different? Like before, were you kind of just wondering why you felt that way? Or like, do, did certain girls or certain guys or certain even friends, I mean, anything that I've ever said to you, kind of pushed you in that direction and made you think like, oh, okay, this this is why I'm feeling like this. Yeah, for sure. Like, I can even use, like, you as an example. Like, when you first started, like, working out and losing weight and doing all this stuff, I was like, shit, I need to pick my ass up and do stuff because I'm having a reaction to this. Like, I don't want to feel like, um, like I'm not enough. And that goes right back to that statement. Yeah. Like, I felt like I wasn't enough. Absolutely. And I don't think that's always necessarily, like, a bad thing. Um, like, you know, us being so close and everything, like, like, for example, like when you're doing so good in school and you're doing that, that almost like would push me to do good in school too, because I was like, damn, like, oh yeah, I want to match her energy. Like I got to pick it up. Like, yeah, you working out was like my motivation to like get a little bit healthier about how I eat and whatnot. And there's always the healthy level of jealousy. And yeah. that's normal. Let's say that out loud, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, like you can I told you, when I was shopping for your gifts that are in the corner of my room, sorry, I'll send them out when I get a chance. Um, <laughs> I was like on Amazon because we can't go to stores and I was I was looking at, and I was like like little master things. Like, I think, I, I don't even know, like just stupid little knickknack things. And I was like, damn, like I'm going to get a master's degree now. You know, and it's like, yeah, it's like when you go back to like healthy jealousy, like it should, it shouldn't, yeah, you know, you should never be, you know, jealous of your friends or anything like that. And if anything, you've always kind of just like pushed me to be better. And I hope I've done the same for you. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's important though, to be aware of your friendships. Yes. And, yes. And, and kind of, I think a lot of people are in friendships that aren't, aren't healthy. And oh yeah we can't you know we can't judge other people's friendships but just basing it kind of off our own i think that we have let's just pause life. let's just pause and say we are probably one of we can probably recognize right now we are probably in some unhealthy friendships of our own right oh friendships yeah. that friendships that we think okay so i wrote a story about this it, it was called something like poison some some people um can be poisonous friends to you your growth, you're a flower, your growth is all about your soil, right? You could have friends that are near you, literally putting poison into your soil. They're the friends that kind of, and it's not, it goes opposite of what the healthy jealousy is. It goes to straight up jealousy to where if you succeed, they feel very tense and very weird with you. And you can sense that, you know, always trust your gut when you have friends that feel a little off. Because you're not, especially being someone in your 20s, 30s, 40s, teens, whatever age you are, honestly, there's always going to be that person near you that might not really have your best interest at heart. And I don't want any of you listening to this podcast to be that poisonous person for someone else. No, absolutely not. And I love when you use the phrase poison because I've always used the word toxic. And I think toxic is like a, being a little bit overused these days. 
Oh yeah. Um, so I like when you use the word poison and, you know, I always try and think of, you know, at times when I feel like I'm being poisoned or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not being myself and I'm saying mean things or doing, you know, nasty things. I always try and like bring myself back. Um, and so when I, when I have friends or I have peers or I have just people I don't even really know being nasty towards me or just nasty in general, I just kind of think like, wow, like, you know, they really aren't, definitely aren't aware of what they're doing. I'll definitely say, in, probably in high school, I was a poisonous friend. And I'm sure a lot of you listening right now are probably, <laughs> some of you might feel guilty and think, oh God, I've been a poisonous friend. That's okay. Yeah. Dude, we've all been, yeah, we've all been there. And back then we would have called it Mean Girls. Oh yeah. Um, before we would, you would use your word poison. Um, <laughs> but I think also though too, as we're speaking, um, I think we're just very aware. And I don't think that happened overnight. I think it happened through even just having a friend that you, you have a, like a very honest friendship with, like, like we have. And yeah. I know that there's things I do, there's things that you do, and we kind of just keep each other in check. But I think that that's just like what what's, is so important is being aware and kind of taking control because ultimately, you know, you are in control of your own life. And I think that's something I didn't realize for a long time. And I thought that other people or other things were kind of going to kind of fix it. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not how it, that it just can't happen like that. I it think other things or people can alter you or maybe be a temporary fix but when it comes down to it and when it comes down to being secure and making big changes like that in your life to push forward it does come down to you and I'm sure you can attest to that too it really does um definitely like I'm kind of giggling just because I always tell my clients that I'm like, this is on you. Like there are a lot of things that like, there are some diseases and whatnot that really people can't control, but at the same time, your reaction to those things and kind of what reality do you make out of what happens to you and what's going on is, is really in your control. Um, I don't know. I really, I really want to give everyone the perfect answer to how to stop being that poisonous friend if you feel like you're falling into that or how to love yourself a little bit more. Miranda and I are giving a whole episode on self-love, so just stay tuned for that. But I'd love to give you guys like- That's a different kind of, that's a, that's a whole different thing. But we were talking about earlier because we when we talked about doing this thing about insecurities and I said to Alondra, I said, I think it's important for people to grab a hold on what they are secure of. Mm-hmm. And what they, what they, what really necessary doesn't even need work. Like I'll, I'll be very blackout honest right now. Um, my physical changes and my appearance, I'm very happy with, but things on the inside, I'm not always happy with. Um, yes. I think it's important that I can say that. And I can say that I woke up one night over in the summer and I said to my sister, I said, you know, I have abs. I look great but there's something missing. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I got to figure it out. Yeah, and I said this to Miranda. Yep. I figured it out. So I said this to Miranda earlier, 
be, and I don't mean to be a counselor to her, it's just hard, like kind of <laughs> with everything. No, it's good practice. You're my only client at the moment, so thank you. Funny, <laughs> baby. <laughs> so I, I said to Miranda, you know, what my follow-up would be to that. So she said, she's got abs, she's got all this stuff. And some of you might be listening, thinking, oh, I'm okay with the way I look on the outside. Body positivity all day, yep. right? So you're thinking about that, but at the same time, I know that maybe not all of you, but most of you might have that feeling like Miranda did, something is missing. So my response to that would be, if you were to completely change how you looked overnight, the devil came and he literally decided to just F you up. Like he put your eyeball on your toe, okay? <laughs> Okay, right? Okay. So, if your whole outside of you were to change, why is it that you still don't feel happy? There's definitely something missing, right? What on the inside of you needs to change? Right. When you asked me this while I was on a run, cars were beeping, the wind was blowing, some guy was trying to, some guy in front of the church was trying to talk to me, and I was like, wow, like, I didn't really know how to answer that. And I told her that, you know, talking in the past that I would never want to feel the way I once felt before, like so down and so low. So whenever I kind of get to the point where I, I think I'm going back down that path, I like kind of pull myself out. And, you know, if I'm upset or whatever, I try and change my mood. And just back to what we keep saying, just being very aware of what's going on with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah and I think this kind of I don't know if you think of what's missing on the inside of you like we started talking about insecurities so go back to those you said something the other day oh I can't think of it we've been talking so much lately guys this podcast is really bringing us together um you said something I can't you said something about like if if your internal insecurities were fixed would it matter what you would it matter what your external ones were like or would it matter what you looked like on the outside if your inside ones were what'd you say I don't I don't necessarily think it would because I have I think it comes to I think the inside and I've been working with clients with you know body dysmorphia and like all different types of mental illnesses and what I've learned is this is that your inside, whatever is ugly on the inside of you will not fix what you think is ugly on the outside of you. Like making that beautiful on the inside, making the inside of you beautiful, sorry, I probably worded that weird. Making the inside of you beautiful is going to fix your reaction to what's on the outside of you. If you're, if you're not happy with how you look, this could be men, women, any gender. If you're not happy with what you have on the outside, you really need to go deep down into you and say, what is missing? And I'd love to sit here and counsel all of you and say, you know what? I think what is missing is this. And yeah, sure, I could text me. I'm, I mean, I'm down to talk to anyone really, but it's all what Miranda was saying. It's your control. It's you. It's you. You are the own expert of your life. What is missing? Who hurt you? <laughs> Pinpoint that. Go back to that. Who the fuck hurt you? <laughs> Like, yeah. and it's, it says, say it, own it. 
you know, I, I think it took me a long time to realize that. And me and Alondra, we were actually driving Alicia's CrossFit competition. What was it, like a year ago? Yeah, a year ago. And we had a deep conversation. I, had, I think I had Alondra Shuck, little therapist Alondra. And we talked and I, I finally owned what what hurt me and what brought me down. And she kind of reassured me that it was normal. Whether it be a breakup, whether it be, mine was a breakup, but whether it be a breakup, a friend breakup, friendship breakups are different too. Mm-hmm. Um, a job loss, whatever you feel like brought you, yeah. brought you insecurities, brought them out. Yeah, and I'll use like a mini example. Like Miranda kind of said, um, it could be a friendship breakup. I want you all to really reflect right now. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what you're doing. Close your eyes, go on your dog, whatever you're doing, and kind of think about this. Just think about, and first, I'm going to preface this with saying every insecurity you have, you did not make up. It came from somewhere, okay? Yeah. I want each of you to think right now, where did I get hurt? Where did I lose this part of myself? Where? Because if you can figure out where you lost it, where you started to feel insecure, you can start to fix that and replace that. You might not be able to fix it in the same way it was. Actually, I'm almost positive you can't do that, but I am sure that you can grow and learn from it and replace it with something that was even better than what was there before. I agree 100%. Yes. I'm a little buzzed off my wine, so I'm really getting deep, guys, but. We had a very interesting start to this video. I burnt my finger, my phone died, Alondra's Wi-Fi wasn't working, and it was just an interesting start, but here we are. Here we are, and I think that takes us, Miranda, that takes us to our next topic of insecurity, perfectionism. Let's get to it. All right, so perfectionism, right? Every time we post, and maybe this is just personal, but I'm just gonna guess it's not. I've been doing a lot of a, a lot of guessing and assuming tonight. But um, every time you post a social media picture, every time you graduate, every time you get a new job, what is it about really? I hope that it's about internal motivation and that it's because you want to do good for the world. That's the perfect answer we all want. But a lot of the times it goes down to being better than kind of everyone else. It's kind of like setting yourself aside, being perfect, being exceptional. And that's not always realistic. I just got my master's degree. And I'm currently sitting on the ground next to a Wi-Fi router, making a podcast, talking (laughs) to guys about perfectionism. I have no job and I'm chilling, but, and that's an insecurity. You know what? No, but it's an insecurity. And we're going to talk about the insecurity of what it is like to always strive for perfectionism. And it goes right down to that one statement, you are not enough. Yeah, no, wow. Um, 
And I, you know, I think this could be good practice for you too. You know, me as your bestie, um, counseling me through my marvelous life. And you know, you you know that when this blows over and things get better, that you will have a job, a career, um, and you will be a great therapist. And I don't think I'm the only person that thinks that. Thank you. You're welcome. And I mean that. And if I thought you were a bad therapist, I would tell you because I'm your friend. Um, well, yeah, you've received sessions firsthand. You should know. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, but no, I, I don't think you're alone, Alondra. I mean, anyone that's graduating in 2020, I'm sure is feeling that way. I mean, it doesn't matter what you went to school for. This is what, these, these are the cards that we have been dealt right now. I hate that saying and it's an old saying, but this is what it is. And we kind of got to make the best of it, but. You know, you're not sitting home doing nothing. I mean, I texted you one day and I said, I think we should make a podcast. And you said, let's do it. Do you want to practice tonight? I said, oh, sure. And <laughs> we recorded it. And that's what y'all got on last Thursday. That's what you got. And the rest was history. The rest was history. Um, So you're, you're doing good, though. You're making do of what you can. And... But no, I, I agree with what you were saying, though, is striving for perfectionism. And I think that I am very guilty of that as well. And kind of, you know. You know, yeah. Miranda, we talked about this the other day. I think the people would love to hear this. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we talked about this the other day. Um, okay. Perfectionism exhibit A. You are on your way to work. You get up super early. You do everything, quote unquote, perfect. You make your morning coffee. You get dressed. You put on your little two strokes of mascara, going for the natural look. For men, you put on those nice pants and you know, you got your cute little t-shirt, whatever you got on. And you're still late for work. What the hell? This is perfectionism. Perfectionism is being so perfect that you really can't accomplish what you want to accomplish. You can't accomplish simple tasks because you're so busy trying to be perfect. When you're trying to be perfect, you actually end up hurting yourself. That's an insecurity. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll share with them what I told you. Alondra said, are you are you ever like late to work? And I said, <laughs> I said, so before COVID, um, I was a supervisor at a hotel in events. And sometimes I had to be there at 5.30. And I told Alondra, I used to, 5.30 in the morning, guys, not at night, in the morning. <laughs> and I told Alondra, I said, Alondra, I just set my alarm clock for 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was still late. Whether it be a minute or, you know, I would just get there at 5.30. Like, I I mean, clocking in, 5.30. And it's like, what What the fuck are you doing at 3 in the morning getting ready for work? I mean, does it really matter? <laughs> at that point, does it really matter? And we were laughing and I was like, no, that's funny. That's like not something I really share with people. And I try my hardest to be on time, but I, I guess I never really thought of it in the perspective that she was saying it. And then you shared a story with me about how you were late to a meeting and yada, yada, yada. But um, no, I'm not a morning person either as Alondra. And nope. I, I used to, yeah, no, getting up and going to work. I, I had to be there at five, waking up at three o'clock in the morning. Two and a half hours before you have to be to work. How the fuck are you late? How are you not? I mean, you should look like a Kardashian at that point. I mean, that's so much time. 
my meeting. For what? For what? My meeting, yep, my meeting was at 11 a.m. All right, that's not early, people. We can get there. We can get there at 11 a.m. No, you want to know what happened? I had to change my outfit 16 times because this shirt made me look a little too wide. This shirt made me look a little too flat chested. I'm so over that shit, but you know what? I'm not because I'm still doing that shit. Okay, so I'd love to say I'm over it. I'm over it mentally, but I'm still doing that because I am a perfectionist. I am guilty. But tell the tell them what your the woman said to you because I love that. I love that saying she said to you about you being late when you were because you said that you were late and you were like scrambled. You were like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm like, blah blah blah. And they were like, they kind of really didn't give a fuck. So, to all of you listening, this might be. If you were to ever ask me for advice, this is the advice I would give you because this changed my life. Okay. So this woman, this is the same day. I'm late. It's 11 a.m. It's 11.10. Okay, I'm not that late. I'm 10 minutes late, but it's an hour-long, possibly 45-minute meeting. That's pretty damn late if you ask me. So, yeah, pretty late. (laughs) So I walk into this meeting with professors not students there was two other students there they were on time maybe they were better than me if we go back to our statements in the beginning but i'm gonna um tell myself no anyways i walk in and i'm like everyone stops stares at me to my surprise everyone's smiling like no one's like being rude no snickering nothing um just felt real felt like i was in the room with humans and i start i freak out i go into full panic mode and i go to the whole group mid-meeting. I'm like, I'm so sorry I'm late. I, 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 I did this and I did that and I made up some shit about my car. I don't even know what I was getting into. It was just fucked up. Like, they knew, they knew it was a lie. So this woman chuckles and I'm like, oh no, she's gonna say I'm lying or something. Like She's gonna call me out in front of right. me. She chuckles and goes, girl, you bring what you bring fucking mic drop okay you bring what you bring and i want each of you to think that every single day i don't care if you're showing up to a meeting 10 minutes early 10 minutes late you bring what you bring and that is who you are and own that shit own it i love it i love that saying yeah i love it i sat next to her there first of all there were no chairs there were no chairs left in the meeting she also pulled me up the chair sat right next to her I'll never forget this woman, crazy curly hair. At the end of the at the end of the meeting, she turned to me and said, "You bring what you bring." And I don't know, you know, what's going on, what hard advice you've gotten or what criticism you've gotten. It does not matter. What matters is that you showed up to this meeting and you came with ideas. You came and brought something to this meeting. You bring what you bring and I want you to carry that with you. And I will. I will. That's awesome. No, and it was funny because we were on this whole tangent about being late and, you know, when I would have employees come and show up late and they'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm late, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's all right. Like, let's get to work. Let's get to it. And I kind of like say that to myself too every day. Like, I always show up no matter what I'm doing. If I'm going to work, if I'm doing a stupid 10-minute workout, I, I bring it and I come every day. Every single day. If it's a bad day, if it's a good day, I'm here. You bring what you bring. Yeah, I love it. I want to get, let's get it tatted. 
<laughs> I'm so down. You guys don't know us. We have matching tattoos. Um, mine's on my side. A lounge is on our forearm. Don't ask us what much about it because don't ask us much about it. I love it though. <laughs> it was a funky experience, but hey, we're down for another one, right? Yeah, we are. So there's some ointment on mine because it's a little dry, but whatever. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I want to go back to that. You bring what you bring. Let's talk about that in terms of social media and perfectionism. You, I don't care if you're one of those people who post pictures of cars, who post pictures of your face every damn day. I'm going to raise my hand because that is me. Um, who post pictures of nature, who has the best ocean aesthetic, freaking... I don't know, Stevie Nicks would cry. She seems to like oceans and all that, like, hippie shit. But anyways, I don't care what you post. You bring what you bring. Mm -hmm. If you post a picture and you get one like, you brought what you brought, and people didn't respond, but that doesn't fucking matter. What matters is that you posted what you wanted and you liked it. You liked it. No, and I can tell when Alondra's having a having a day when she's feeling herself and I love it. She'll send me 16 pictures and ask me which one I like. I said, girl, you look good. Post what you want to post, but I'll tell you what ones are my favorite. But ultimately, <laughs> you post what you want to post. Post the pic, don't post the pic. Who the fuck cares? No one even knows that you were contemplating posting the picture on, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, this call, whatever you're going to do. But don't don't do it for we're all guilty of that don't do it for the likes don't do it don't do it for any of that do it for yourself do it because you like it yeah and i think that's a message i just recently and when i say recently i mean in the past week of like talking to miranda about this podcast because i'll tell you a week or so ago no like two weeks ago i posted a selfie no makeup going on a jog t-shirt I bet some of you didn't see it because I deleted it right away because I wasn't okay with what I posted because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And it goes back to those statements in the beginning. I wanted to be perfect. I wanted so many likes and I didn't get that. So I deleted it. Fuck that. Okay. Why? Why did I do that? Because I didn't think I was enough and I'm tired of that. And I'm working on that and I'm probably with all of you guys like I'm not sitting here saying oh I've gotten over that and I bring what I bring and I'm happy with that that's a motto I would love to live by and I'm working towards that every single day and I hope that you guys do too but it's a fucking process yeah but the first step and this is gonna sound really counseling is the first step is admitting and being aware and taking control and you're doing that I'm doing that and I think that's really important and you have to give your you have to give yourself credit for that. Mm -hmm. You in just two weeks, just two weeks, fourteen days, you did something, you reflected on it, and now you're moving forward with it, and you're trying mm -hmm. to change it and trying to better it. Yeah, and um, that's key. That's awesome. That's key for like counseling or anything. Counseling real life. Whenever you do something and you take it back quickly because you don't think that other people are going to respond or have the same artistic view you had, whatever it may be, like, reflect on that. Why does it matter so much that everyone else cares? Why? And it goes back to recognizing who hurt you. Pinpoint. Hurt where you felt like Girl. you had to be perfect. Sis, who hurt you? Who? Who? 
Who, what, Ooh. where, when, why? <laughs> Dude, I was just about to say that. Don't even. But I gotta tell them what you said to me because I can't stop laughing. So what did I say? <laughs> a couple days ago, we're talking on the phone and I'm laughing and it's late. We mean a lot to get like delirious when it gets later in the day. And I, I'm laughing, and she's like, what? And I'm like, do you remember when I dated so-and-so? And she was like, or no, I go, I go, no, I go, you know who I forgot I dated? And she goes, who? And I said it, and she goes, God, I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing, and she goes, well, I'm glad that you forgot, but I didn't. Um, Hey, and that goes to what we're saying today. That's what we're saying, I mean, I'm sure you have a bestie out there that went through your trauma with you. Yeah. Yep. Um, It it goes through, yep. It's funny. And it's not bashing him or anything like that, but you know. Uh, He's a funny guy. We can laugh at it now. But like, but when we think of that stuff, we think, okay, so Miranda doesn't remember this guy she dated. I do. Okay. (laughs) And that just shows you what you're posting online might not get the same reaction that you have. You might forget about the picture you posted a year ago. Maybe I'm going to remember how beautiful you look or how handsome you looked a year ago, okay? You never know what views you're going to get. You never know. I'll just tell you this. When you stop trying to be perfect, you actually make authentic connections. And you actually start to really like who you are. I think that's what we're doing. Um, And the podcast is... I love it, and I'm happy, um, and I think it's a big step for both of us, and I love the feedback we are getting, and please don't hesitate anything. I mean, we got a lot of feedback, a lot, and it was amazing, and don't ever yeah. say anything you want us to touch on, or anything like that, but all right, yeah. let's off topic, go back, go back. No, 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 we're good. I think this is a good place to kind of wrap up. I I guess I'll just end with like a statement. Um, So whatever you're doing, wherever you are, I want you guys to just pinpoint your insecurities. Your insecurity might be that your hair is fried and other girls have long hair. It could be something as minuscule as that because I've been there. My hair is fried. Actually, I'm still there. But let's just talk about the fact that Once we can recognize our insecurities and own them, they might not necessarily be insecurities anymore. They might become securities. So I want you guys to think about that every single day. Write that down. It sounds cliche, it sounds silly. Um, But me and Alondra are very passionate about this. Like, we're so old school when it comes to like writing stuff down. Girl, get a diary. You're never too old for a diary. Boy, get a diary. Do, write in your notes. I mean, no one sees your iPhone notes. Get it oh, out yeah. somehow and work towards it every day. What, no matter what it is. If you're not a writer, sing it. Sing it in the shower. I don't care what you do. Say, I am so insecure about my ass. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, say yeah, what you're yeah. going to say. Like, yeah, no, actually. But you know what? Life is messy. It is not perfect. You are going to be insecure. You are human. What matters most is how you feel about you. So you know what? You need to start being your biggest fan. Get behind your own back and just kind of root for yourself. And you know what? Don't be poisonous to other people while you're rooting for yourself either. Don't ever. No. 
I agree. And that's something I work on too. And I'm always very aware of the messages I'm sending out. So always remember, you are loved, you are enough, and you are worth more than you think you are. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Love you. Thanks for tuning in on another episode of Not Crazy. Let's keep having these difficult conversations every Thursday. Bye.